Hello and welcome to the Displaced African podcast. The Displaced African is the African Immigrants Personal Development blog. It can be found at www.thedisplacedafrican.com. everybody, this is Mwangi here from thedisplacedafrican.com and I'm here today with Carol. How are you, Carol? I'm fine, thank you. So today we're just... Great to be on. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so today we're just basically going to be, um, you know, sharing like tips for people who might be uh, overseas and not have the appropriate paperwork, let's put it that way. You know, just tips for how they can how they can get by. So, okay. I guess the 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 first thing I would ask is, I guess the question that um, anyone would ask is really, how do, how exactly do you make make a how do people get by without papers? How do they make a living? Well, there are many ways to make a living here in Netherlands without papers. Um, for one, you can do house cleaning. A lot of uh, people do house cleaning. Uh, a second thing that you can do is helping people to move uh, from one place to another, to carry stuff and all that. People pay for that. Um, also, well, many of the ladies depend on guys to help them get by. So that is pretty much how people make their living here. Now, for the cleaning and the moving jobs, I'm assuming those are cash-at-hand jobs. Yeah, that is a cash at hand. Like if you clean somebody's house, the money is already there because you have the keys. Most most people who have their houses cleaned, they give you the keys if they can trust you or probably they're at home already waiting for you. So um, after you complete, they just give you the money. If they're not in and you have the keys, they've probably left the money at a, at a place so that you can just collect it. Maybe it's on the table or something. Okay, so the 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 main thing is to make sure that you you get you get a job if you if you are to get a job, which, which is a cash at hand job. Yeah. Okay, and uh, have you have yeah. have you known of people who have managed to, um, you know, get bank accounts and things of that nature, you know, things that need bank accounts. Um. Yeah, many people who don't have uh, papers. Sometimes they use somebody else's bank account. There's also a way that people um, like work using somebody else's papers. Then they're given commission at the end of the month or they have to um, take commission for using their documents to work. So that's also another way. And somebody also can, if you're very close to somebody, they can let you have their account if they trust you. And they can, yeah, they can open an account for you and stuff like that. Okay. And because personally, you cannot, um, if you're not, if you're undocumented, it's very hard to get, um, like, a bank account. So if you, if somebody trusts you, they open an account for you, or they give you their bank pass, you know. Okay. And you said you yeah. said that um, a lot of uh, women depend on men. How how common is that? Yeah, it's a little bit common. Sometimes, like in Amsterdam, there's a little bit of um, people depend on men. Like uh, some people are prostitutes. I've even written about that in one of uh, the, 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 the 
the blogs I wrote for the displaced Africa. Yeah. Some people do prostitution, and uh, yeah, they just have many guys, or they just collect money from many guys, or they cook they cook meals for guys, and the guys pay them or something of the sort. Then also there's a problem of drugs. There's a lot of drug dealing here in Amsterdam. For people who don't have documents, they also um, do drugs. And some people do uh, fraud. I hear that it's a, a lot of it goes around. Uh, fraud, like um, yeah, on the internet, internet fraud or something of the sort. Okay, I I thought I thought um, drugs were legalized in the Amster in Amsterdam. Yes, they are legalized, but uh, with limits. And not every drug is legalized. A drug like marijuana is legalized. But you have to really, um, some of the drugs, you have to go to the coffee shop to smoke them. Or if you smoke them at home, the limit is like 10 kilograms. That's what I read somewhere. Okay. So you cannot just have um, yeah, as much drugs as you want. And also, yeah, in, in Amsterdam it is legal, but also trafficking the drug in and out. In many countries, drugs are not legal. So... To get them inside Europe, it, it's a problem. There's a lot of trafficking going on, and people also live by trafficking. Like they will traffic drugs to Asia, they will traffic drugs uh, from Latin America to Europe, to Africa. So that's also another thing. And also to um, the Middle East. But this is very risky, and many people realize that... Um, it's risky, but also the the money that they get is very good, so they just go ahead and take the risk. Okay, and I guess the next big question is accommodation. How would how do people get accommodation if they don't have the papers? Oh, that is not a problem because um, you just advertise like um, by word of mouth. Tell your friends that you need a room, and yeah, the landlord will tell you how much is going to take and he let you if you can have the money that's not a problem you're allowed to stay oh. and many people actually like uh, this big businessmen in court the people who like do drugs or whatnot or, or have fancy life and all that because they can pay good for a room so getting a room is not a problem because also when somebody has their document let's say you have two children and uh, the government has given you a room with, uh, which is three bedrooms, one for yourself, and then the other two bedrooms for the children. Some people will move the children into one other room. Maybe the children will share a room, like we do in Africa. And then for the spare room, they will rent it out just to make more money. So for accommodation, it's not a problem. As long as you have the money, people are willing for yeah, to rent their room out. So they don't ask. They don't ask you to fill paperwork, you know, or account details, no. guarantees, and stuff no, like that. No, no, it's only no. It's only when you're when you're getting a house from the government, that's when you have to go through that filling this and that and the other. And also, yeah, many of the Europeans they they want to do things straight, so they require um to fill those documents. But for the African community or the um the people from the developing world, let me put it that way, they basically, they know how to survive, you know. They just um, depend on other people 
because it's like we are in this place, you know, the people who have documents, they want to help somebody out who's like from a developing country. Yes. If I'm an Asian, I'll help an Asian who's illegal, provided he doesn't have, he doesn't have the documents. I'll let him have a room and he'll pay, pay the money for the room. So that's not a problem, really. Okay. But the Europeans, I realize um, the Westerners, they do things very straight, you know. When they get a room, when they're renting a room, they want to fill documents and or whatnot. Okay, so I'll try as much as possible. And they want to yes. be, sorry, and they want to be registered at the house. Because many of the times when you're undocumented and you go to a place and uh, people have gotten the house from the government, they always, they don't want you to register your name there. They want you to, they just tell you straight up, you know, you're not going to register your name here. So the people who want to register their names, they, they always have the more extensive room because the government knows where you are and also the government has given a house to this person and they know that they are letting out a room. So I think it's more costly for that purpose. Okay. And so it, yeah. it's, it's probably be, it's best to just go within your community and you know, see who, you know, and so eventually you should be able to get accommodation if you go for your community members. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. People basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, it really depends on where also you're living. Like I've lived in Amsterdam and I've lived in Rotterdam. So there's a section really of the two cities that have a huge concentration of um, immigrants or undocumented people. So they basically hang out with each other and they can help out. Okay. And... They can help each other out. Yeah. And do people? Is there? Do illegal uh, illegals manage to get um, any any form of government benefits, government assistance of any sort? Um, no, really, they are able to get some help if they are in a procedure. Like in Amsterdam, if you are in a medical procedure, you are able to get help from the government because um, the city of Amsterdam supports people who are in a medical procedure hoping that at the end of the day you'll get your documents. So that one I know for a fact, they support you if you're in a medical procedure. And a medical procedure may mean a lot of things. It could be people who have been traumatized and they're seeing a psychiatrist. They're having psychiatric treatment. It could be people who are physically ill. Yeah, just one form or another, or you're having stress, you know, just this medical, small medical issues. They cover all that, and you're in a medical procedure, then the government, uh, the city of Amsterdam can give you some help. But I don't know about uh, Rotterdam if it's the same, but Amsterdam is the capital, and I know that that's what happens in Amsterdam. Now, is even illegal immigrants can actually just go to a hospital, like assuming, you know, like, um, um, let's assume that they have to give birth. Someone is an illegal immigrant and they have to give birth. They can actually go to a hospital and there'll be no problems. They will not be deported. They can give birth and stuff like that. Um, yeah, because when somebody gets pregnant, most of the time what happens, in the past I knew that uh, when people were pregnant, they would use somebody else's documents and when the baby comes, the baby comes with a name that is somebody else's, and that is so inconveniencing. And uh, and then, yeah, people used to use even other people's documents. 
to get treatment or to get help. And it was so confusing because sometimes somebody will die and they will assume that it's, it's the person who's holding the document who has died. And then it, it, it gets very um, sticky from that point on because, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's just a document that was used and now there are complications. Or somebody will go to hospital with maybe a liver problem and the document holder doesn't have a liver problem. So later on along the line, it causes problems, you know. It becomes a sticky situation. But for giving birth, um, I know about Amsterdam. I cannot talk about other cities. Uh, most of the time, you have a social worker when you're pregnant. You can get help from the house doctor. There's a provision, you know. They have these uh, pink slips that they give you. Like if you need medication or anything, you go to the house doctor. The house doctor will treat you. Sometimes they'll require for you to pay money. But sometimes, you know, there's a law in this country that says that regardless of whether somebody is documented or not, they have a right for treatment. And there's even uh, the Red Cross, uh, the Red Cross in, in the major cities. They have a provision for people to, like, have treatment who are undocumented, you know, because of that law, on the basis of the law that says that, yeah, you have access to medical care as long as you're in the Netherlands, whether or not you're legal or not, or not legal. And um, many people fear to go to the hospital, but truth be told, if you go to the hospital and collapse there, the nurses and doctors are obliged to take care of you, whether or not you have insurance. They will ask you uh, up front, do you have insurance? Oh, no, I don't have insurance. Okay, we'll have to treat you anyhow. Then you have an address, you can send a bill to the address. When they give you the bill, you can take the bill to the organ There are many organizations here which help in such uh, issues. And when you take it to the organization, the organization will write, um, sometimes they write to the hospitals and say, this person is uh, not documented, they don't have money, they don't have any means of income, so you have to just um, uh, wave, wave the, the bill away or something, wave the cost, you know. And so that's basically what happens. But some people are so scared of even going to hospital because they're like, oh, I'll be deported, I'll be this and that. But the hospital has nothing to do with that. They'll, they'll just treat you and, and let you go, you know. But some people are really terrified of being deported. They won't even go to the police to report if a crime has been done to them, if they've been raped, for example. They're like, oh, if I go to the police, you know, they'll deport me. And that doesn't happen because the police has nothing. It, 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 it's like it separates from the... The foreign police, the real police, are a little bit separate from the foreign police. They will ask you when you're reporting the crime that do you have documents. But even if you don't have, they won't do anything because they, they are there to protect you from any crime. So, yeah, but if it's the foreign police, if they just arrest you on the street and ask, do you have your document? You don't have, they have a right to collect you and put you in jail and deport you. That's the foreign police. So, yeah, yeah, that's the foreign police. So it's, it's really different. So it's only the foreign police that have that right? Um, according to my understanding, yes. Huh. And have, has, have there, have there yeah. ever been crackdowns before, you know, like people going to hospitals or people going to, um, you know, um, you know, 
places where illegal immigrants would go to report crimes and stuff like that and cracking down on them there? Um, when illegal immigrants like go to party and uh, I, I know one time there was uh, this popular club that Africans really visit here in uh, Amsterdam and one time this Nigerian um, Nigerian uh, movie star, his name is Ukwa, he came he came to perform a comedy show, and during that time, the foreign police raided that club, and many people were arrested, and many people were sent home. So, but then the ordinary police, they, their job is separate. They just, um, yeah, they protect people from, uh, yeah, yeah, criminals, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And do, uh, do illegals have, any, do they ever manage to go to school? No, except, yeah, there are some churches that uh, have Dutch lessons or stuff like that, small things like Dutch cookery or, or things like that, sewing classes, yeah, just little, little things like that. But not nothing, nothing formalized? No, not formal education, no. Okay, and of Until you get your document, it's very hard to have formal education. Okay, and I guess the... The other question is a part of um, a question I'd asked you before, which is the raising children abroad. For example, when when if you are an illegal and you give birth to a child, is that child a citizen of the Netherlands because they were born within the Netherlands, or are they considered a floating entity? What, what happens to them? That child will be given a birth certificate, but that is basically it, and the child is not uh, considered. Yeah. Birth doesn't really mean anything unless either one of the partners are um, Dutch and they have the Dutch passport and they have registered the child. When a Dutch person registered, registers a child, a baby, before the baby is born, when the baby comes out, the baby has access to um, legality. Okay. And, and so, yeah. so that child can't go to school either? The child can't go to school. The child is, is permitted to go to school because, um, yeah, education is basically free. Um, I reckon up to the age of 18. But obviously there are some benefits that along the way, I've, I've talked to some people who are undocumented and their children are, are in school. There are some things that come up and um, the child doesn't have a social number. A social number is like... Um, how do I say it? It's like a social number, a social, uh, this number that everybody's supposed to have. So here it's called a Sophie number. So even the children are supposed to have Sophie numbers. So because your child doesn't have a Sophie number, some things will be more expensive. Like when the children have trips to go somewhere, for your child you have to pay, while for the other children, it's basically automatic for them because they are really Dutch um, citizens. So there are some, some things which uh, get a little bit uncomfortable. You have to pay for certain things, you know, by yourself. But uh, education is free. But any other benefit, you really have to chip in. Okay. And yeah. I guess um, the, then the question would be, if, for, if someone is um, has just realize that they're without documentation. Actually, and one more thing, traveling. 
do people ever have are people ever able to travel like for example to go to other countries or do they have to stay within the country that they are an illegal immigrant yes because if you travel it's a little bit risky you know if you travel there's the risk that if i come back you know or you can be checked when you're traveling because you're really undocumented so what document will you use like if you have a kenyan passport for example and you travel to kenya when you're coming back to netherlands you need to have a visa from the the dutch embassy in nairobi so that becomes a little bit tricky you can't really travel freely like um somebody who's holding a dutch resident permit or um because you can have a kenyan passport and a dutch resident permit or you can have a dutch passport but be uh, a kenyan but then yeah through one way or another you finally get your your dutch uh, um resident and then you're given a passport so you can have that and with that you it, it's different you can um travel to anywhere you want to go to and stuff like that okay but when you're undocumented it's really difficult to to travel there's a big risk but here in the netherlands i think people mostly travel to france and belgium freely because they don't really control on the way but uh yeah going like to italy is really risky or um or britain you need a visa to enter you know yeah yeah from the netherlands i think somebody with a dutch passport can just go but if you have just dutch uh, resident permit you need a visa to enter uh, britain but if you have like um, a dutch passport you can go maybe for three months without um without uh having to request a visa for a visa okay and yeah um i guess then i guess the as the final question if someone has just um realized that they are they are in a state where they they are an illegal immigrant now what would you say is the most important yeah. thing for them to keep in mind for the most important thing that they should do when somebody finds they are illegal yes. um i think the most important thing that somebody has to do is just try to be legal try to be documented because um when you're illegal having money is not a problem you can clean houses if you have the strength somebody can give you money or you you can there are many things to do to get money money is not so hard to get as an illegal but then there are so many restrictions you just be having money but you're standing at one spot in your life but once you have the document you can go to school you can go to university you can do so many things you can travel to many other countries you know you're not really just at one spot but being illegal it really um it really stops people from doing so much that they want to do it's like yeah you've come to europe but um your life is at a standstill you're just sending money home but that that's all you're doing there's nothing much you're doing out you can't travel you can't do this and that so you're basically at a at a standstill and and how how are people managed to make that transition have people actually managed to make that transition between being illegal to being legal yeah people have managed one one of the ways people have managed is by getting married to somebody who's holding a dash passport you know that's one way you get married and uh, maybe are required to go back to africa for that 
um, yeah, you go back to Africa with your Dutch partner, and uh, yeah, you get everything done, and you come back as a as a Dutch citizen. Uh, another way people have managed is um, uh, some people sometimes the the Dutch government, the European government. Let me say European government. Once in a while, they have the system where they say, okay, everybody within who has been here for um, five years, for maybe April 2001, will give you your documents, you know. Uh, that is what, That was what was called the general pardon. They had it actually uh, late last year. They announced it. The Dutch government announced we'll have a general pardon. Anybody who came to Netherlands April by April 2001 will give you papers. But it's not just coming into the country. You came and you applied for um, to stay as an an, uh, an asylum seeker or something. So there there was also a condition on it. Then those people who are granted and and that's how many uh, went from the stage of being undocumented to being documented. Because many people came in the country, they applied as refugees to have their status, but maybe they were rejected. So under this system, they were again accepted, and uh, now they have their documents. Okay. Any, any other ways that you know of? Yeah. Um, what other ways do I know of? Well, some people, if I can talk of other countries, some people would give up for this country, and they go to another country like France, and they apply for asylum, and they are, they are given um, the documents. Mm, which other way? Sometimes, yeah, for like the medical summit, you just apply to stay on medical ground. And if you have a severe illness and uh, you have a good lawyer, you can be granted um, the, the, the stay on medical ground. So those those mainly are the ways. Other people, what they do, if somebody's living like um, in other parts of Europe and they have their documents, they can come to Netherlands and uh, they apply for you to get your document. But that one, it won't really be you. It will be them, but you will take their place. Like they will uh, register here, but uh, they won't be here physically. They'll go back, like let's say, to Sweden. But you have their papers. You have their everything. You have their insurance. You have everything. But you have to pay for that. So people also do it that way. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. as as I guess okay this is really is the final question. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. wh- what what do you see a lot of people doing th- that really um harbors the quality of life of a lot of illegal immigrants. You know there are those things that people seem to do a lot of that really hinder the the quality of life for illegal immigrants. What do you think that are, are those things that people should not do? Uh people shouldn't um uh, yeah, the thing about uh, committing fraud or just committing crimes, that hinders, um, it blocks the way for so many other people because the government tends to look at you like, oh, all you Africans are like this, you know, and maybe it was just one person who did it, you know. So that really hinders um, other people because before, when I came in, in the Netherlands in 2001, it was so different. But now it has changed. They've become so tight just because of um, 
Yeah, of course, new politicians who are racist, that, that is also a contributing factor. But as well, it's, it's just people who do crazy stuff. Like they'll marry somebody for the paper, they'll just behave very happy, and once they have their papers out, they're, they're gone, you know? Yeah. They're gone like the wind, you know? <laughs> and you've given birth to like three children with a woman, the, maybe the white woman, you've given birth to her, and after that, yeah, you just leave your three children behind and you go, you know? Yeah. So that, that is, it really hurts people and also the government tends to look at Africans in a certain way. And, uh, yeah, it's really crazy. Those are things that uh, really tighten um, the situation for other people, other foreigners. And that's why you see the government acting in certain ways okay well this has been extremely useful thank you thank you very much this has been the displaced african podcast the displaced african is the african immigrants personal development blog you can find it at www.thedisplacedafrican.com